welcome to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. I'm your host, Matt Halloran. Being your own loud is not new to marketing, but the mindset, strategies, and resources to help you get there are evolving faster than this industry is keeping up. It is time to find a new perspective on what works why and how to move your business forward. Listen as I interview guests to help you learn from them how to be your own loud. Let's get to the show. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Matt Halloran. Now, I'm sure everybody here knows my first guest of today. We are at the uh, Fearless Investing Summit, which I'm excited about. But Brian McLaughlin, okay, so here's the deal. (laughs) Redtail, so many of you use it, and so many of you know that Orion just... How do how do you technically define what happened? Did they buy you? Did you merge with them? What is the official? Yeah. Well, first of all, good morning. Well, yeah, good morning, man. <laughs> it's so great sorry, to see you I'm again. I'm just launching right into I know it, brother. You are. I'm That's sorry. So That's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So I guess technically we say they acquired Redtail. Okay, okay. It was wholly acquired. Okay. So, nice. Um, and we treat it like a merger in the sense that you know we were uh, we're a large company, big brand, a lot of users, and we are also having to merge the teams of the companies together as well. So it's a merger and an at full acquisition. Okay. So, but you know, we've, like we said in the beginning, we, the intent is we are going to have Redtail still stand alone. Mm-hmm. So it's a really interesting challenge that we're working on. Yeah. Okay. So I, I just, I remember this is one of my favorite stories about hanging out with you. Yeah. So we went to a diners, drive-ins and dives taco <laughs> place. We did. Uh, and, and you had said, and everybody around the table, there's a buzz, right? Like, oh my God, do you know what's going on? I'm like, I have no idea what's going on. Like, I was just like, I'm third wheel going to dinner. Um, and they're like, no, Matt, this is a really big deal. Wait until you hear Because you're announcing it like the next the day next or something. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so here, here's the announcement. I mean, there were audible gasps. Like, yeah. people were like, oh my God. That must have been a tough decision. Yeah, it was a tough decision. It was like a the big reveal, you know? And you're kind of <laughs> holding it back for a while. Um it was it was a tough decision. You know, I ran Redtail for over 19 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely was my baby. I most people, if they know my story, they know that I'm a total IT geek and nerd. I'm a programmer by trade, and I was just coding a solution that became Redtail. And I just had so much passion for what we were doing and what we could change for advisors that I just kept going, kept going. Next mm-hmm. thing you know, it's this 19 years later. I was told others the challenge I was having was. I didn't need to sell Redtail, but I was in a position where I was the last man standing from a shareholder standpoint. Oh. And all my other partners had kind of wanted to retire. And they were kind of ready to say, hey, we're done, and go get them. And it probably took a good six months of my kind of reflection of really thinking through, like, do I want to keep running this on an island? Do I want to bring in outside resource? I mean, I could have easily brought in a PE firm. A number of different options were on my table. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I really decided I just wanted a partnership. You know, I wanted to to work with somebody I trusted and respected. So it was a small list of people that I reached out mm-hmm. to, and um, and said, you know, okay, I'm ready to talk. Okay. You know, and I I'm well quoted as being I've ignored everybody for years. <laughs> um, I've seen tweets, I've seen the articles, I've seen all that, and that's absolutely true. I mean, it's always kept a close open door policy on it, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I was never interested in selling. I, yeah. It was a great business. It still is an amazing business. And I still love what we do every day. So. All right. So you're now the president of Orion Advisor Tech. Yes. Okay. 
actually called you by the wrong title last night at, at our, the reception. So I'm glad that I got that right. What, what does that mean now? So yeah. what does, because you had, like, you're, you last night we were talking and you said that now you're managing a much larger team. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and it's awesome. You know, it was part of the plan. And I mean, maybe a little quicker than I think people kind of expected, but that's okay. Like, this is all part of a plan. And what it was is that originally when we came in, my job was to really handle the transition of Redtail, our culture, our teams, into the Orion ecosystem uh, and be part of one Orion there. So as we bring them in, you know, that, that was my focus. Let's get this transaction finished. Let's get the people merged. And that quickly expanded to, okay, well, if we're doing all this work with all these multiple products now, and we'll get into that, all the cool technology we have access to, it just being obvious, why don't we just have you run the whole thing? Oh. And I'm like, yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Let's, Let's do go. it. Yeah. <laughs> so is it a big lift? Yeah, it's kind of a fire hose right now. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been a few weeks. Um, but yeah, because I, I was managing about 130, 140 people at Redtail. And now we're about 950 or so, <laughs> 920. Um, it's so, and every, most people who know me, they know me. I'm just a very empathetic, you know, strong values person. And so I got a lot of people in my charge and I, I hope I do them right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about all this new stuff, man. I don't even know where to begin oh with gosh, this. Where do I even yeah, begin? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> it's a long list of stuff. We have so many cool things. All right. You know what? The first thing is we have this cool framework, right? The, uh, we call it the PPIA, the prospect plan, invest, achieve pillars, right? The, this framework or flywheel, whatever you want to call it, uh, our pillars that say, we can build a customer journey from prospect to achieve, right? Ooh. And now with the CRM components, we truly do have end-to-end -end capabilities. The trick is going to be integrating those capabilities to make sense to advisors, right? And to make them more effective and efficient with their client interactions, with their account management, all of that. Uh, so think of things like uh, bringing call to actions, little uh, tidbits of other parts of the products that Orion's ecosystem had directly into the CRM is actionable. Right. So a lot of work has been done in the past. And even stuff that we did quick win stuff was framing it in. And we'll be looking now more of like, how do we natively put pieces in? And that's just one step, right? There's other cool projects we're working on. We have the Redshift project. The Redshift project is a, a kind of a mind shift in how the in, we want the industry to look at using and accessing real-time data. So right now in the world, we do APIs, flat files, all this type of stuff. And lots of synchronization engines are running to, to handle all these integrations and blah, blah, blah. The huge shift we did going to AWS with Orion and Redtail and AWS is we can now load into a massive data warehouse all your data as we use it internally and immediately replicate it to you third party. Uh, so we have a number of firms starting to do this now where then they can do their own reporting, they can do their own analysis, and they get the best of both worlds. They get all our tools managed by us, but they also get access to all their real-time data. Like in one yeah. user interface location. And they can just, well, one database. One so database. Wow. they can build whatever they want. You know, they want to pull it into their own internal tools. They want to run a different type of report. You know, we do pro service at work for that, mm -hmm. but now you don't have to. And you might mash other data that we don't even have onto our data. Mm -hmm. And... But this idea of like there's no sync anymore, it just Damn. shows up when we have it, the second we have it, it's pretty awesome. So that's another little thing. Holy moly, that, that's not little, that's, that's not amazing. Little, that's Holy crap, dude. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> so I mean, that's just scratching the surface. I mean, there's a menu of items of tech tools and capabilities that the Orion Redtail platform have. And that's going to be my biggest challenge, I think, this next year is what's the most important to tie together. 
okay. uh, first and keep working on that. Sure. And as everybody knows, I mean, my job is also bringing culture and build a Raven fan experience over there yeah. and have a great time, work hard, I, play hard. I, I've got to ask you about that because, you know, one of the things that I have always heard in the case studies that I've read yeah. is when there is an acquisition and a merger and you're trying to blend, you have a very strong culture, yeah. right? Orion's a very different culture. How are you going to do that, man? Organically and lead from the top. Nice. Right? Okay. It's, uh, I don't believe in forcing it. it. It can't be. You can't just force a culture on a company or yeah. people. But you can lead them down a path mm-hmm. and show them, you know, what the opportunities are, what excitement can look like. You know, what are we building? Why does it matter? Get them built into the, the idea of what they're doing actually has meaning and value to their job. And that goes, though, from support all the way up, right? Yeah. And so we really just try to exude that from my level and then all my leaders below me, then below them. Yeah. And the, the trick to me, I think, is to be just engaged at every level as much as you can. It's tough. It's, it's an active process. It's not a, something you can just do passively. You actually have to think about it and put work into it. That's part of the reason, historically, why I would travel so much mm-hmm. is it was part of being a part of that community and showing, yeah, yeah I care and I want to be here with you. Yeah. I'm going out of my way. I'm coming out across the country week after week after week or whatever because I, I give a damn about the community. Yeah. So One of the other things that I think you give a damn about, and I've always been so uh, – something I admire about you yeah. is – you're so approachable and people feel comfortable telling you about the product, right? Yeah. So, you know, you are not building things in a vacuum. You are, you have this, and in fact, I don't even know how you manage that, Brian. I mean, you've got such this huge feedback loop. Um, how did you do that? I mean, was that like you just woke up one day or is this is part of who Brian is to the core? This is Brian at a okay. core. It's funny that during the pandemic, I took my leadership team, this is pre-acquisition, during the pandemic, we did executive leadership training. And we brought in an outside coach and we decided, you know, let's go ahead, let's just really double down on making all of us, me included, and the leaders, amazing leaders. Like, Mm -hmm. how can we elevate the game? And we learned so much about ourselves. And I found out that one, uh, that I am green from like an SDI or whatever, disc or whatever. Oh, okay. But green meaning analytical. That's not very surprising. It's not surprising, right? It wasn't surprising to me. But then what that means to me, like I... It, when it drive, helps drive my values, the data, and helps me justify or identify the pieces that I'm excelling at or maybe not. And I, I use all that data to kind of decide on my decisions. And so all my team now, they're like, lead with data to help under, so he can make nice. an educated decision. Yeah. So I'm always asking questions about that. Otherwise, I got an amazing team around me, and I, yeah. that's true to form. I and mean, we've seen that in the books and you know, good to great, all those type of things. Yeah. Uh, have an amazing team that surrounds you that can help you when you need to help and that you can lead them when you need to lead them and let them go. And I'm really happy that I have an amazing team. Yeah. So, all right. So what, what is the biggest lesson that you have learned from this? From the acquisition? Yeah. Uh, you gotta have a turtle shell on. It's, uh, (laughs) it's exhausting. It is true that yes, it is a multi-month process that will beat you up as a business owner because you're trying to run a business with this question mark acquisition, right? Because as everybody knows, if you're, when you're going through a transaction of any sort, it could drop any time. You know, I think the saying is, uh, it fails three times before you actually succeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did not happen that way for me. Hmm. Uh, but I think I was in the position I was in, like people were really interested to talk and figure out a path. Uh, but once you actually engaged and I said, yeah, Eric, let's do this. 
and it was like instantaneous. Like, you know, 30 seconds later, okay, we're done. Let's go. And <laughs> then you get the lawyers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I don't, I don't mind lawyers. Mm-hmm. You, all you lawyers listening are great. It's, but the process is hard for a non-attorney or non-M&A person and the due diligence and all that and just brace yourself for the workload. So in hindsight, I wish I had done a lot more prep work on that front. Uh, we did not use an investment banker team or anything like that. This was just using our own corporate attorneys and so forth. Uh, I think there's really great value in that. And my timing just didn't apply really for that type of model. But I would have prepped a little bit more. Uh, other words of advice for other entrepreneurs that might be doing this, you know, is get your books in order. Oh, you know, make yeah. sure your, your finances are set. Do it externally if you need to, whatever. But get that, get all your doc, corporate documents in order before you go down this road. Yeah. Uh, I have most of that. I'd say probably 80% set. But uh, it still was exhausting to get that last 20% yeah. and go back and forth. So just get ready for the process. It is a journey. It has a fantastic ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hope everybody who goes through it has a fantastic feeling at the end. For me, what was really rewarding was the ability that I was going to have now a partner, as I mentioned earlier, having yeah. a business team to work with that has the same goals and ideals, ideals, agendas, everything else that we can all kind of commonly go forward with. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge for us. But also, I just had so much passion just to work. Right. And uh, a lot of people, most people know this, but you know, I don't, I don't need to obviously work now. Right? And everybody keeps asking me, like, why are you still working? I'm like, because I'm not done, people. Yeah. Like, I have ideas and visions and, like, um, just kind of concepts I want to work on. Mm-hmm. And what I did with this acquisition, it gives us more resources and more capability yeah. options than we've ever, the industry's ever had before. Yeah. And, like, let's just go build. Yeah. Let's just go, you know, make this amazing. Hmm. And, and But it's cool is we can still do it with the, the idea of the most in one solution. And I like to describe it as kind of like an open borders uh, API solution where we're going to be open ecosystem. We have our solution. But we're going to work with everybody else too. Sure. You know, to make advisors, give advisors the best possible options. Do you think that that's a new... Uh, be, is it a, is it because of the technology or is it because there's a philosophical shift? Because it didn't seem that your technology played well in the sandbox with other people for a long time since I've been in the industry and up until probably three or four years ago. Was it the technology that supported that or was it a philosophical shift in the people like you who were running these tech companies? Uh, I think it was a philosophical shift, well, okay. right? It was locked. It actually goes back a little bit further, I would say. Okay. Uh, I would say probably even close to 10 years wow. ago when the shift happened. Uh, I remember from the Redtail side when I did Open API and published it at a good event one year. And that was many years ago. And we were one of the first to say, here's the sandbox, here's the instructions, and here's everything you know on the web. Wow. Don't have to call me. You can just build. And just keep expanding on that. And then people started just like, oh, yeah, you can totally do that. Why not? Start opening up the doors. But it used to be like custodians or broker dealers, whatever. They were really closed door. They're like protecting IP. Mm -hmm. And it's like your IP is not your API and access to work with you. Your IP is how you do what you do with the data and your relationships and all. Uh, A little mind shift on that one. I think that's what we're seeing with the Redshift stuff, like going to real-time data streaming. Is that's something we haven't done for 20 years now we go into other things too like client texting right mm-hmm. uh, i like to say that client texting i mean texting has been around for 30 years <laughs> forever man yeah and this industry now is talking about it in 2022 mm-hmm. as a serious issue like i mean we had the billion dollars of fines the last couple months uh we've had lots of awareness around that was just crazy i know it, it for some reason just so you know, it's about 15 minutes of non-movement, 
and the lights go off in here. I was interviewing somebody yesterday. We'll just cut this out. I was interviewing somebody yesterday and she did like, it didn't even phase her. She's like, I'm, and she's like, Oh, you're talking about Penny. Yeah. (laughs) Dang it. I should have just kept going. Uh, That's all right. All right. All right. All right. So you can go ahead and pick up from where you were. Uh, so wait, remember we're talking about the open a- API. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now? There you go. What's that? Why is texting an issue now? Yeah, so you know what we're saying is that texting, you know, a technology that's been around for thirty years, and the industry's now talking about it, and that's like the SEC is paying close attention, putting a lot of scrutiny on people for the communications, and as I said to other people, is that, that we're not bringing the technology that the clients want, the investors want, yeah. to the advisors' doorstep. Like mm-hmm. we're not giving it, delivering it to them, so that they can react, talk, and bring themselves, their business, to the investor. And I mean, I just look around. I mean, you, you do this well. We text. We're walking, all texting, all that. It's the fastest way to consume data now. We don't call somebody. We text them. We have a question. We text. And we wait for a reply, and we expect a reply. When you call somebody, what do we do now? Voicemail. <laughs> Voicemail. Eventually, <laughs> I'll listen to it. Yeah. Say, who answers the yeah. phone anymore? And it's a change, but... I wish we need to get the industry going faster on these type of changes. Sure. You know, we're not to the point where we can, there's only a couple of companies that can do like WhatsApp uh, surveillance. Mm-hmm. So you can use WhatsApp as a solution or Telegram or any of these other ones. And we just got to figure out ways to do that and offer that technology to advisors. Hmm. It's always been amazing to me how, how slow our community has been to adapt to, to change. But then they're so darn grateful for it when they get they it, sure you know, are. like, holy crap. Uh, you know, there's some weird statistics and I'm, I'm going to get these wrong by maybe a couple of points and you're the data guy, so you might be able to correct me here. But, you know, people respond to texts within like 30 seconds or something insane like that, yeah. where it might be a week or two for an email. Um, and I've actually talked to clients about that a lot. And they're like, well, Matt, I can't text. I was like, oh, I think we're getting real close. And- uh, there's currently at least four or five solutions that wow. do it. I mean, we got Redtail Speak, obviously, sure, but, sure. and that's been around for about five years. Okay. So, uh, but even take a backstory on that one. Yeah. We did that as a Orion Fuse Hackathon. You know, we do the Fuse Hackathons. We just got done with one uh, a couple of weeks up in Park City. Wow. And we'll do it again next year, which is going to be awesome. But the hackathon probably seven years ago, me and another developer built Speak. Wow. And we literally said, you guys all can have it. Whoever wants the code can have it. Like, we're not building this. And we we're like, there's just a prototype, a concept. Yeah. And we said, this is what you can do. Okay, cool. A couple of years go by. We're like, maybe we, we should just build it. Since nobody else is going to do it, maybe we should just do it. Yeah. So then we built a couple more versions of it. Sure. We finally nailed one down. And honestly, we kind of screwed it up. Uh, we tied it straight to the CRM. Mm-hmm. We, we had an A, B decision to make. I went with A, should have gone with B or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we have then since pivoted over those years to say, no, now it's a standalone, dedicated product that just does communications. Yeah. And that has now skyrocketing off because mm-hmm. well one people the SEC's got some scrutiny going on but number two it's also a tool that you don't have to use like our crm for mm-hmm. so that if you are using oh. a competitor you can still do texting if they don't have it we got it yeah so and that goes back to the whole most in one open borders mm-hmm. concept yeah. and that's okay well first of all i'm very glad that you're not done yet uh done. because uh you know what what you're what you're doing and how actively involved you are in the creation of the thought leadership and yeah. you know what you guys it's freaking cool man uh Thanks, but man. i'm gonna ask you my favorite question that i i ask on every the end of every show uh which is what should i have asked you that i didn't you didn't ask me like what i did during the pandemic oh, great all right what, what did you do during the have pandemic? you answered that question to your listeners what have did you do did you pick personally? up like make like sourdough bread or oh no, we tripled the size of our company. Oh, you're amazing. <laughs> well, I sold mine at the end of it. <laughs> uh, 
So you didn't ask about that, but I mean, um, what other things do you have to ask about? I mean, some of the roadmap stuff, I think one of the big things you didn't ask about is what are we doing at Orion for next year? Great, perfect. Uh, we have amazing amount of solutions coming. We've got document management integrations. We're going to have, obviously, more of the real-time call to actions in the applications. Uh, and we're going to be working on... <clears throat> Stop. And we're going to be working on uh, solutions of tying all our user interfaces, our experience, and really enhancing that and paying attention to what the quality of the product looks like together. So I'm really, really excited for all that. That's awesome. Uh, and building those teams, just harmonizing everything, right? Mm -hmm. And that's at the end of the day, that's my goal next year is just to harmonize the company and get the tech stack and everything to a place that is a unified view. And you can we can use any pieces you want. And I got so many cool ideas, and we'll share them later on. But we're going to share a lot of that stuff. Um, we have our Ascent conference coming up at the end of February. So if you're interested in this type of stuff, and we're doing a custom Red Tail University there, uh, we're doing a whole bunch of different things uh, down in Orlando in the nice. end of February. Nice. Yeah. And by the way, okay, so to answer the earlier question, yeah, what did I do? I learned how to DJ. Oh, yeah. oh, man, you know what? We so can probably... publicly yeah. it's dangerous, but that's because I'm going to do this. It's, uh, I, I would love to see you behind turntables, man. That would be so much fun. You could fun. have taught me last uh, night, actually. Where were you? Do you were you down? I went, I went and actually talked to the DJs, and they let me kind of play around. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so the end of the evening around 8 o'clock was me. <laughs> wow, that's fantastic. Uh, with a serious amount of help from those amazing <laughs> DJs who I befriended. Yeah. Uh, I know I do it from the Girl Scout troop uh, yeah. of my girls, so... It's a more of a, a truly garage hobby, gotcha. but uh, that and uh, uh, lots of Legos. Everybody knows I do Legos, yeah. so that's my thing. Yeah, yeah. One of my favorite things uh, we bought my son for Christmas the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean ship. Oh yeah, and he was like, "Dad, I'm so excited to sit down and work with you on this." Yeah, he did. Isn't really. that cool? Yeah, but he didn't really help me very much. That's dude. okay. <laughs> he just said, "Watch me do it." Yeah, in his, you're right. In his mind, <laughs> he did the whole darn thing by himself. Yes, um, and you and had then, the time with him. And then I finished it. And then within about thirty minutes, he took it apart and, and destroyed it. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he's like, "Well, I want to use this piece for this and this and this and this." But that's anyway. what kids do. <laughs> yeah. All right, Brian. Well, hey, thanks for being on the show. It's always a pleasure to have yeah, you here. And in fact, you. actually, this is the only, I've never actually had you officially on the show. This is the first. So time. this is we're four hundred episodes in, and I finally got you in here. And I want to go ahead and thank street cred for bringing you in which was absolutely fantastic but brian it's always a pleasure i love seeing you at conferences you are a friendly face and it's always nice to give you a big hug and uh thanks for doing the show today thanks matt can't wait to get some more tacos and i, I will look forward to joining your show more thanks brother <laughs> all right everybody if you have not subscribed to the show make sure that you do and uh also make sure that uh you check out Redtail's website we're going to make sure that there are links for everything so you can find out about that ascent conference so for brian and everybody at Redtail, this is matt halloran we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon Thanks for listening to the Top Advisor Marketing Podcast brought to you by Proudmouth. If you want to know more about how you can be your own loud, visit us at proudmouth.com and sign up for the PodRocket Academy. Through courses and office hours led by professional podcast producers and digital marketers, you will learn everything you need to know to become the trusted subject matter expert you were meant to be.